Hi, I'm David Rothkopf, the CEO of the DSR Network and host of the Deep State Radio podcast. Here at DSR, we have always believed that in a world as complex, fast-moving, and full of risks as ours, we all need access to the best minds. That is why we have created the leading network for expert podcasts on the issues of the day you care about. We go in-depth on politics, the law, national security, foreign policy, intelligence, defense, climate, and new technologies with regular and special guests that are the leading voices in their fields. We also offer daily updates on global news, our DSR Daily, and on a key story of the day through our partnership with the New Republic. That is why over a million times a month, people like you choose to spend time with our hosts and guests. Membership is what supports this, and members get special benefits, including bonus content in virtually all of our podcasts. It's a big deal, and it's a good deal. Our monthly membership price is going to go up for the first time in our history on March 1st. So now is the time you can lock in our founder's rate of just $5 a month. To do so, go to the dsrnetwork.com and click on membership. It's that easy, but don't delay. Today's rates will only be available for a few more weeks. Join us, support us. Go to the dsrnetwork.com right now. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily. I am your host for today, Riley Fessler, joined as always by Chris Cottonoir. Chris, how are you today? Doing fine, thank you. Excellent. Chris, why don't you kick us off with your first story? The United States vetoed a United Nations Security Council resolution calling for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Gaza Strip, marking the third time Washington has used its veto power against resolutions demanding a stop in the fighting in Gaza. U.S. justified its decision by stating that the resolution could jeopardize ongoing negotiations for a hostage release deal between Israel and Hamas, which are being mediated with the help of Egypt and Qatar. The deal aims to secure a temporary humanitarian ceasefire and the release of hostages, potentially leading to a more durable peace. The United States veto has sparked criticism from international leaders, aid organizations, and other UN member states, highlighting America's isolation and its strong support of Israel amidst the war's high civilian toll. While 13 Security Council members voted in favor of of the ceasefire, Britain abstained and aid agencies condemned the U.S. position for obstructing efforts to deliver necessary assistance to Gaza's population suffering from severe malnutrition and the spread of infectious disease. Riley? Well, uh, big news from Alabama yesterday is the Alabama Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are considered children under state law, uh, which is a decision that will have potentially far-reaching implications for fertility treatments in the state. The ruling emerged from a wrongful death case involving three couples whose frozen embryos were destroyed in an accident at a fertility clinic. The court referenced the anti-abortion language in the Alabama Constitution applied at a 
1872 state law that allows parents to sue for the death of a minor child to include all unborn children, regardless of their developmental stage or location. So, you know, a law is really contemporary and cutting edge when it's referencing something from 1872. Um, The decision has raised concerns, uh, obviously, because in virtual fertilization uh, practices help many uh, couples and partnerships that are infertile, and this is expected to widely impact those treatments. Um, So not exactly a pro-life position uh, if you're preventing people from having kids, but that's neither here nor there. Some clinics have already paused the treatments, and experts fear that this is going to kind of expand. So just another consequence of the overturning of Roe v. Wade uh, and increasing the state's control over abortion access. Hopefully this gets reversed. I doubt it because it's Alabama and their court is completely run by conservatives. There was a sole dissenting opinion, uh, but not, not a great news story. Chris? In response to the influx of migrant families at the U.S.-Mexico border during 2018 and 2019, the Trump administration explored aggressive measures to utilize the U.S. military for immigration enforcement, including detaining migrants on military bases. Uh, These plans were largely thwarted by the Pentagon, but Trump's fixation on military involvement in border security is gaining attention again as he campaigns for the Republican presidential nomination, making immigration a central issue and promising an unprecedented deportation effort upon re-election. His proposal echoes the controversial Operation Wetback from the Eisenhower era, aiming for the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. The plan, however, is criticized for its impracticality, potential for significant legal and logistical challenges, duh, and its reliance on inflammatory and dehumanizing rhetoric toward migrants. Riley. Well, the EU has approved a fresh slate of sanctions against Russia, its 13th package of sanctions against the country, uh, in reference to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. The new round is set to be adopted on the 24th and adds nearly 200 entities and individuals to their sanctions list, bringing the total number to 2,000. Um, nothing too surprising here that targets individuals and organizations linked to the Russian government, as well as its military activities in Ukraine, including those that were involved in evading the previous sanctions, military and defense sectors, etc., Um, The most notable part is that it also addresses entities from China, Uzbekistan, Iran, and the United Arab Emirates for allegedly circumventing previous EU sanctions. Um, So, you know, again, nothing super crazy or surprising here. Uh, Targeting those other countries is pretty notable. Um, But, you know, it's just continuing the squeeze on Russia uh, and specifically their coffers to try and get this war stopped. So far, it has not seemed to really slow the pace of the assault. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything in these new wave sanctions that will kind of make a broad difference, but it is still good to see that even as kind of support is waning uh, and Western kind of backing of the war, especially in the U.S., is kind of faltering, it's good to see that the EU is kind of keeping up the pressure. And this also follows news that supposedly the U.S. is going to unveil a similar new slate of sanctions. So good to see. Chris? President Biden's administration is set to forgive $1.2 billion in student loans 
for 153,000 borrowers enrolled in the Saving on a Valuable Education repayment plan starting today. The action accelerates debt relief for those with original loan balances under $12,000, allowing for forgiveness after 10 years of payments rather than the 20 to 25 years required by other plans. The move is part of Biden's broader effort to reduce the student debt burden, which has seen nearly $138 billion in debt relief approved for 3.9 million people so far. The SAVE plan, a response to a Supreme Court decision that struck down an earlier forgiveness proposal, offers more generous terms by increasing income protection and reducing payment percentages for undergraduate loans. With these changes, the administration aims to provide significant relief, particularly to community college attendees and those at risk of defaulting by making 85% of future community college borrowers potentially debt-free within a decade. Riley. So we have new information on the FBI source and the Biden probe that was charged last week with making false statements to the FBI, uh, Alexander Smirnov. And we have some new information, including that he has links to Russian intelligence, which is not wholly surprising, um, given kind of Russia's proclivity for disinformation. Um, they also, prosecutors also say that Smirnov misrepresented his financial assets, claiming he only had $6,500 in cash when he has access to about $6 million. Uh, they also assert that Smirnov attended a meeting with high-ranking Russian intelligence member and learned about intercepted phone calls that could be used as compromising material in the 2024 election. So special counsel David Weiss charged Smirnov with, for spreading false derogatory information about the Bidens in 2020. If convicted, he faces up to 25 years in prison. So again, huge blow to the MAGA Republicans and conservatives who are really riding on this Hunter Biden probe saying that this was kind of going to be a huge blow against Biden. It sounds like it was mostly bullshit and apparently also tied to Russian intelligence, which would not be the first time that they have fallen for that. So it's a story to keep an eye on. Curious how that's going to shake out and what else is going to come to light about Alexander Smirnov and why he was doing this. Um, but I look forward to hearing more about that. Chris, anything else for today? Uh, no, sir. Well done. All right. Well, that is it for me as well. So we have a daily blast out this morning already. Everyone go listen to that. We have another DSR Mothership episode today. So keep a lookout for that hitting your feeds. Uh, and then we will have shows for the rest of the week. So we will see you back here tomorrow.